0: Hi there, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Russell Davis. My first degree was engineering. I love to understand how things work. When I work with my clients, I don't teach them tools and techniques which end up kind of being thought fighting thought. I help them see things, understand who they really are, see through the illusion of their thinking, their beliefs, and connect. To their true sense of self, their soul that knows they're going to be okay whatever happens. I teach them the principles of our human experience. I love principles because when you understand a principle of something, it just helps you make sense of life. It just helps you work with the principles of the human experience rather than fighting against them. So what are the principles of our human experience and how can they help us find more peace of mind in this life? Let's dive in and find out. we understand how something works, it makes our life a lot easier. We're not fighting against misunderstandings. Um, as a kid, I liked taking things apart to understand how they worked. And I guess I still do. There's an engineer heart within me. And sometimes when I'm trying to fix something or take something apart or open something, I think I know how to get into it and i'm trying and trying and trying to get into it and then i find that actually i've got it wrong and it opens or comes apart in a very different way and sometimes I even damage the thing trying to get into it or open it in the wrong way i've had a misunderstanding of how that object how that thing kind of works we used to have a misunderstanding of how our physical body works when it comes to health physical health it wasn't that long ago About 150 years ago, we thought illness were caused by smells. We call them miasmas. We thought these things in the air spread illness. Hence, in the UK, there's a famous kind of kid's nursery rhyme a ring, a ring of roses, a pocket full of poses, a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. That comes from the time of the plague when people used to carry poses of flowers around to protect them from the plague, to stop them getting ill. Of course it doesn't work that way and when some of the first doctors who started to realise maybe it doesn't work this way, and this is before microscopes and getting into the looking inside the body, the Austrian doctor Samuel Weiss was one of the first doctors to consider this, It's quite an interesting story, I won't go into it now, but and sadly he was struck off and sadly he died in a mental institute. Because people thought he was mad. They said, so we don't learn this in medical school. This is all. He's asked his doctors to wash their hands between patients and change their aprons and change their instruments. Because he thought maybe they're carrying something from patient to patient. Something they can't see. But not in the air. Actually in the blood, on the instruments. Because back then they were like mechanics. They might do an autopsy one moment and then go and deliver a baby an next without washing their hands, without changing their aprons. But thankfully other doctors around the world have started to catch on to similar ideas or principles at the time and that led eventually to germ theory and the invention of penicillin which transformed our physical health. You know, the, the life span of a human is you know, much longer now. We have penicillin and understand germ theory. So that was a paradigm shift in our understanding of physical health. I think we tend to have a misunderstanding of how our mind works when it comes to mental health, psychological well-being. We tend to think that situations or people give off stress particles. They are sources of stress, whether it's work or our boss or certain people. And if we think situations give off stress, are the sources of stress give off these stress particles? We have two options. One is to avoid the situation, which is not always possible. Or secondly, we have to manage the symptoms of stress. But what if that stress is not caused by those situations? What if our stress is caused by our thinking about the situation? If it was a situation and everyone would have the same psychological experience. Of that situation. You could get emergency workers go to a traumatic accident and some get McDonald's on the way home and some, some are signed off with PTSD for six months. They both have the same circumstances but a different thinking about it. Some can let go of the thinking, some maybe can't. So it's our thinking that creates our experience, not just stress, but our thinking creates all our experience, every experience. And I'm going to unpack this a little bit further by sharing three principles of our human experience. So again, once we understand the principles of how something works, then we can work with those principles rather than fight against them. And the first principle is the principle of thought. And it's generally, another way of seeing this is basically a misunderstanding of the nature of thought that we often think that thinking in our head is useful. We think it serves us. I thought my thinking was a badge of honor. I was really proud of. It. I'm a real thinker. I can problem solve. I can work things out. I'm a deep thinker. But actually, we get the best ideas, the best solutions. When we're not thinking about the problem. We get the insights, clarity, perspectives when we're in a state of flow. It's like a non-thinking state. We're making decisions more instinctively. Most of the noise in our head just doesn't serve us. It's just a misunderstanding of the usefulness and the nature of thought. The thought's just imagination. Thought's not reality. Thought's not even our wisdom. And you can't think your way to clarity. You can't think your way to wisdom. Clarity and wisdom come when you're not actually thinking about something. It comes in the space between thoughts. What if thought itself wasn't actually useful? We can't stop it. We can't control it. That's another misunderstanding. We think we can control our thoughts, our state of mind. What well, if we can't? You could can predict your next five thoughts if you wanted to. We have an illusion of control over our state of mind. But that's okay. We don't need to control it. Our state of mind is like a snow globe. A glitter ball, you shake it. Certain things trigger our thinking. We get stressed or worried or anxious about something or we're like chewing a wasp over something. But there's nothing we need to do to settle it. It settles all its own. We stop trying to settle it. and We stop feeding it. And we stop thinking about our thinking. You can be anxious about something and then a bit later just find in a state of peace and calm. And you can't remember what you did to get into that state, you can't remember the transition. We drop into that state. Because it's actually our default setting. When we stop trying to be okay. We are okay. We have peace of mind, flow. It's like toddlers are as pure as form of self. Toddlers are pure as form of self, so they're less contaminated by the thinking, the stories, the judgments and beliefs we pick up along the way. They spend most of their time in that state of flow. That's their default setting. They don't spend all their time in that state. They can have a tantrum about not having a suite. They have nothing on it. They don't do anything about it. And it settles. They go back to be okay. All on their own. Without doing anything about it. So what if the thinking ahead is not useful? What if we don't need to have any particular mindset to be okay? We actually are okay. Is a sense of peace within us. But the thinking is often looking in the wrong place. It keeps us away from it because it says I'm okay if or I'm okay when. Often our habitual thinking is pointing us in the wrong direction for everything we're seeking. Another second principle of our human experience is the principle of consciousness. What that means is what's our conscious experience? What creates our conscious experience? Again it's another misunderstanding. It's a misunderstanding of where our experience comes from. As I said earlier, our experience doesn't come from our circumstances. We live in the experience of our thinking, nothing else. It really looks like we're feeling life, feeling that the car's just broken down, or this just happened, or whatever it may be. But we're not actually feeling our circumstances. It's the story we bring to it. It's the meaning we attach to it. It creates our internal experience, nothing else. That's why some days we have good days and bad days, even though maybe our circumstances haven't changed. Our thinking has changed. We can't have any human experience without thought. Even pain. The pain may not be created by thought, you might have a broken bone. But your experience of that pain is thought. When you're thinking about it, it's painful. When you're not thinking about it, it's not painful. So we can't have any human experience without thought. Nothing makes us feel anything. We live in the experience of our thinking. When we begin to see that, it's actually quite empowering. Not necessarily we can change or control our feelings, because they're just thoughts that come alive into our nervous system. We can't control our thinking. But knowing it's not the situation, it's just the story we bring into it, it means we can just not be scared of it, take no meaning from it, allow it. And it settles all on its own. It really is a self correcting system. We don't have to take any meaning from our, our feelings, our experience. All your feelings know is how much thinking you've got in this moment. It's like a, a barometer to how present you're being. We have a quiet mind. We're fully present to the situation. We don't have an emotional experience, we're just being. A state of flow. So our conscious experience is like a barometer to how present we are being. How much we're seeing life with clarity, with perspective, being in reality, rather than the imagination in our head that's so plausible and so realistic, but it's still pure imagination. And the third principle Often in the psychological world the three principles often called mind, which is a confusing word, because it's nothing about our head or our thinking, it's about our innate well being. It's about seeing actually we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. Well, if there's an energy behind life, that's pure love, unconditional love. Sometimes I imagine it as the love of a divine mother and divine father. Sometimes it's quite hard for us to comprehend that because in this human world, I guess there's no such thing as pure, unconditional love because all humans have their stuff. Sometimes we contaminate love and our way of being with our own stuff. But what if the energy behind life, that hangs life together, the name of a shoal of fish to swim together and know what to do, the name of a flower to grow and know what to do, the desire behind life, that we're never going to truly understand as humans, it's beyond our human comprehension because it's formless. And we exist in this world of form. But what if we're part of the energy, we're made of the energy, our soul is formless? What if we're spiritual beings having a physical experience? What if we're part of the energy, we're made of the energy? It's got our back. It's kind, it's loving. What if that's our source of innate well-being? What if that's an energy that flows through us, that we connect more strongly to, we're part of when we're in that state of flow, we have a quiet mind, we're connecting to something bigger? What if that energy, that innate wisdom, universal wisdom is the source of our clarity and perspective, insights? I remember talking to one of my first coaches and he was talking about wisdom and I said, I don't believe I'm wise. That's why I have to think a lot, work things through. I don't believe I have innate wisdom. I have to really problem-solve to make sure I'm going to be okay and make the right decisions. And help me see that we're all wise. It's not even our wisdom we have to trust. It's a wisdom we plug into that flows through us. When we have that flow, the quieter mind. So these three Principles like three legs of a milking stool—they're all at play at the same time. All play at the same time. The more we understand that innate well-being that we're okay, the less attention we have to pay to our play, pay to our thinking that says you're okay if you are the right physical circumstances. The more we see the true nature of thought, the less seriously we pay, or less attention we pay to our emotions. We know we're okay whether we feel okay or not so they're all at play at the same time. And the more we can see these principles, understand them, the more we work with them, the less we try and think our way to clarity, the less we start to believe we're not okay when we feel okay. And the more we have a deeper connection to this innate well-being that knows we're okay whatever happens. And that gives a sense of peace, freedom, flow to life. happens you're going to be okay these principles are principles that are true for everyone you're not your thinking you live in experience of your thinking and you have this innate well-being you're part of something bigger you're a spiritual being having a physical experience and your soul is this energy of life that's loving and divine loving you